0: It's funny. People always be like, don't forget about the little people. It's like, why do they refer themselves as little anyway, you know? Why don't you just get big with me?
1: They can see it in my eyes. What's up everybody? Welcome to a bonus mini episode of Johnson Title Podcast, a partner of MoshPitNation.com. Speaking of my partners over at Mosh Pit Nation, this episode really is just a a nice promotional vehicle for a show we have going on here in Grand Rapids, Michigan with Fozzie. And I have Billy Gray of Fozzie on as the guest. Uh, It was a very brief chat, uh, but basically it was just a, a nice little preparation for the tour, the second leg of the Judas Rising tour that they are uh embarking on currently right now uh the band will be hitting here in grand rapids michigan on march 29th which is a thursday and they will be playing the intersection a lovely venue that is definitely making some noise uh locally and probably on the the national music scene with uh, opening two new venues uh the mint and elevation um a little bit about this interview uh it was pretty quick Um, and Billy actually lives in the mountains in Atlanta and had a little bit of cell phone reception issues. Uh, I cleaned up as much of that as I kind of could, uh, without sacrificing, just, you know, losing a full answer to something. But, uh, so bear with me on that. Uh, you know, even in 2018, we still deal with cell phone issues on occasion. Technical issues aside, one of the fun things about doing this mini chat with Billy is that my partner is over at moshpitnation.com, We are running a contest to win a pair of tickets, two pair of tickets, actually, uh, for the Fozzie Show on March 29th, which is a Thursday at the intersection in beautiful downtown Grand Rapids, Michigan. We are giving away two pairs, and all you have to do is listen to this interview that I did with Billy, where I specifically ask him a question that pertains to the contest we will be running. That's right. All you have to do is listen to this. It's real simple. I ask a question, you have to reply with Billy's answer, and you will be in the running for a A pair of tickets for Fozzie this upcoming Thursday, March 29th. We have two pair, so there will be two winners. So, I'm going to stop bullshitting with all of this and get right to the good stuff. This is my chat with Billy Gray of Fozzie. So I have the pleasure this afternoon of talking with Billy Gray of Fozzy, uh, who are about to head out on uh, the second leg of the Judas Rising tour. How are you doing today, Billy?
2: I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, just at home uh, during a little tour break. and
1: We're
2: we'll on in walking next Tuesday.
1: Uh-huh. Um So something I've kind of been wondering. I mean, Fozzy's been around for a while, but um kind of want yeah. to know a little bit more about how you got into the band, because you aren't an original member uh, at this point, or at all. <laughs>
0: Yes.
2: Um, The way I got into it was
1: uh, I
2: used to play in this band called Method 51. We're from Charlotte, North Carolina. And we used to open for uh, Rich's band, Stuck Mojo, all the time. Okay. So uh, uh, back in like 2000, 2001, Rich and those guys formed another band. And at the same time, they were doing Fozzy. So I got the chance to come out and uh, try out for... uh, Six B, which ultimately ultimately led to being in Fozzy as well, and it just started from there. And you know, I uh, started playing shows with them back in 2001. The band wasn't really touring as much back then, so I, uh, after a little while, I started playing another band and you know, kept going. And then back in uh, back in 2009. They called up again and were like, hey, we're gonna, you know, we, we just made a new record. We're gonna start touring extensively and, and, you know, get pretty busy. Would you like to come back? I was like, that would be great. So I did. And uh, after that, we made um, the, uh, the record Sin and Bones, got signed back up to us, media records, and it really got serious. I started writing with the band and uh, playing on records and uh, here we are today.
1: So it's kind of interesting to me about Fozzy as a whole, and, you know, you kind of, especially once mm-hmm. you got in the band with, you know, Rich going back to Stuck Mojo sporadically and Chris going back to wrestling, is it kind of hard to kind of be in a stop-start kind of band for so long, or is it kind of freeing because it allows you to go do no, other things?
2: I like it because it allows me to go do other things. I, uh, I have my own project with um, a singer from uh, one of Tommy Lee's bands called mm-hmm. The Man. I have a side project with him called Cyberstar.
1: Okay. And
2: also I would a female artist from New York city. Her name's Madam Mayhem. I've done quite a bit of tour with her. So, you know, in this business, you, you got to keep all irons in the fire.
1: Kind of funny. I just uh, actually watched the hired gun documentary today. And I was kind of thinking of you since I know like you've been kind of in a lot of bands. Fozzie was kind of, you know, rolling and then it stopped and then you were doing some other stuff. So I kind of was wondering, had you seen that? And what were your thoughts on, on the documentary?
2: Oh, it's a great documentary. I mean, it, it you know, of how, of how being a, uh, a being a, a musician as a hired gun is. I mean, you know, you have to keep irons in the fire. You have to keep busy. You have to play your cards right, and you know, all that stuff. So, you know, it's definitely a very accurate and well put together documentary.
1: I'm hoping they end up doing a, a sequel and kind of go into some other genres a little bit. Yeah, I would, would be definitely great. So. You know, Fozzie's been around for a while, as we kind of just were saying. And something, you know, that's interesting to me is seeing a lot of newer fans coming on and commenting on the sudden success of Judas the Single. And, you know, it's like you guys (laughs) for a sudden success and all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, you guys have put in the legwork and been grinding it off for like 10 years plus at this point. So what is it like to kind of be tagged with this, like, sudden success thing when, you know, most people don't really know that you, how long you all have collectively been doing it?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny because, like you said, you know, we've been at this for, uh, you know, since basically 2001. And, you know, I really – I'll go ahead and say we – you know, this lineup right here, me, Molly, Rich, Frank, and uh, Chris – this lineup started, like I said, in uh, basically 2011 with the uh, recording of Sin and Bones, and that to me, like, went real fuzzy when it really started to uh, take off and really, really get serious. So, uh, you know, hey, you know, with all the the success we've had on radio recently and, and the those on YouTube and the numbers and everything, you know, people people will say it's an overnight thing. That's fine as long as there's success. Whatever. That's, it sounds great to me. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Now back. You're back. Now I, it's weird up here in my mountain, where I live. Uh, it's in the Georgia mountains, so the the uh, internet's a bit dodgy. The phone service is a bit dodgy. So just bear with me.
1: No, no, not a problem. Um, what I was saying was, I was talking with uh, Doc Coyle of Bad Wolves, who ha- currently have like the number one song on iTunes with that zombie cover that they did. And when I asked him, you know, I was like, you know, I'm probably never going to talk to someone with the number one song on iTunes. So you know, tell me a little bit about what that's like and he mentioned that basically you know sort of the sudden success of the song has kind of sometimes will torpedo his day because of all the extra things he now has to do as a result of the song's success and the demand for the band. So I was kind of wondering if you guys went through that with the the viralness of Judas when it first came out. Yeah, the
2: band has, you know, like we call it the Judas effect.
1: So uh,
2: you know, that the, the way that song has done has led us to uh just more tour opportunities, more, um, more, more of things, you know, and it's, and it's led to more of previous videos that we've released and, and, and led to more radio interest in other songs. And it's just, it's like a a snowball, you know, once, once a song does like that, it's just, it just snowballs and all the good things happen real quick. And you just try to ride and hang on and, and ride it out.
1: You know, the song came out and did really well, and I'm sure you guys thought that the song was obviously a, a good song, but were you surprised at how fast right. it just kind of took off? Yeah,
2: yeah, well, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, we were totally surprised at how fast it took off, especially on the on YouTube and how the millions, like it, it did a, million views in a week and a half, so we were definitely surprised about that.
1: Talking on Jericho's podcast, uh, sort of a behind-the-scenes thing of how all of you, like some of the experiences you had making this new record, and something I was kind of wondering was you know you worked with Johnny Andrews and he's more of a hands-on producer songwriter. What was it like working with someone that's you know in that vein as opposed to what you had been used to working with? Well, Johnny
2: Andrews took the band to the next level. He took the uh, as far as vocals, he he helped uh, Chris find a spot and you know that was a comfort zone for him to sing. He he actually on the song rather than say individual musicianship and just say you know you know me as a guitar player or rich as a guitar player we write you know when we write stuff it's you know
0: we or
2: whatever you know i mean but johnny definitely brought it out as a uh, as a song oriented record which is you know what music's all about
1: as you kind of mentioned, the tour is picking back up. Uh, I believe tomorrow in New York with Iced Earth. Um, in the last handful of, pretty much since Judas has come out, you guys have played with a lot of different kinds of bands. Can you kind of speak to how that has been for you guys, like playing with you know Iced Earth, like a classic metal band, and Steel Panther, and so on and so forth?
2: Yeah, we've every from these like Iced Earth and Steel Panther. We just did a Europe uh, European tour with them. It was- best european tour we've ever been on it was awesome but you know we played festivals with everybody from metallica to lincoln park to aerosmith to yeah, we've been on the bill with them and, and a lot of festivals so you know just seeing uh, all the different kinds of bands you know classic and new bands it's it's, it's awesome and, and i really you know we really love you know we really love playing with all different genres and styles so uh, it's been awesome
1: you guys seem to be one of those band's bands, like a band that everyone loves touring with. What do you think has uh, kind of allowed that to happen? Like, is it just a, a professional vibe you guys are putting out? Or, you know, what is it? Because I always kind of wonder what makes a band's band, you know, for touring.
2: What we try got to do is we just try to stay out of the headliner's way. Um, let's try to do our thing, get out there, make our mark on that stage, and get out of the way as quickly as possible to let the headliner come in and there. Usually that makes for a good relationship for the whole tour. Everybody gets along, and it makes it real smooth, and, and, and that's how we roll.
1: Is there a band that you've been wanting to tour with the last couple of years that just hasn't happened that you know you would really like to tour with at this point?
0: Yeah, I, I, even, I
2: would love to personally tour with, uh, with, with Avenged Sevenfold. I think that would be a great tour for us. I would love to go out with those guys. We've played lots of festivals with them, but would love to do a tour with them.
1: Would you get what 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 would that look like? You know, you guys playing in an arena with an Avenged Sevenfold. Like, would you guys bring a lot of different production out with you, or would it be more just kind of a lean, mean rock and roll show?
2: We would bring what we could. You know, we in our right now it's got we're steadily building production. You know, with tour and stuff like that, building up the show and stuff like that. As far as you know, geysers and different things like that. So yeah. If we did a tour with them and they allowed it, we would definitely add to the product.
1: It's always interesting talking to bands that are you know don't quite have full production yet but are are kind of scaling up. and I mm-hmm. always kind of wondering, like, are you guys thinking about this? What does that look like for your band? So I always kind of like to maybe talk about that if they haven't done that currently, yeah, we definitely
2: are all about you know what one of these days we definitely want to have a, a nice led screen and. And and multiple pop pro, you know, all that stuff. We're, it, but, you know, you have to build up that stuff. So now we're, we're stripped down, just raw rock show, old style Van Halen, you know what I mean? That's, right. that's the way we do it.
1: Kind of one of my last questions kind of focusing necessarily on Chris, but the thing that, you know, when yeah. Fozzie first came out, obviously it was, you know, the Chris Jericho band, so on and so forth. Do you think that now, with the success of, of this album, this newest album that you put out, do you think that that is going to go away for a lot of the public perception, or do you think it's something that's always going to kind of hang over the band's head, positively or negatively?
2: Um, uh, positively, I think, you know, there's always going to be um, the Jericho fans, but these days, um, with every show we play and, and more and more songs we do at festivals and at record stores, People are definitely focusing on the bands because when we first uh, started out, all it would be uh, the chance Jay! <laughs> now when we when we roll on, when we roll onto the stage it's foppy so
0: uh it's
2: it's definitely becoming more of a band thing as far you know as far as it goes. but you know you're always going to have jericho's jericho's you know the stuff he's done in the past that 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 definitely helps the band
1: out. Right. It's just, I mean, it was funny. I was watching a bunch of uh, stuff with 30 Seconds to Mars and just kind of going through the uh-huh. years of that band's career. And I remember seeing that band open for Cold, and there was like maybe 30 people in the room with me. And it's yeah. interesting to see a band I saw where I was like, wow, this... this." And I didn't even realize Jared Leto was in the band. And I was just like, oh, this band's really good. They got good parts and good songs. And then it's just a trip to see, you know, 15 years later that they're one of the biggest rock bands out, and it's like, shit. <laughs>
2: Yeah, right? I agree. I agree. I like it a lot, by the way. 36 Barnes is an awesome band. Great it's, songs.
1: It's amazing what they can do with basically just being a trio. Totally.
2: Yep. I love them. They're awesome.
1: So the tour is coming through. Uh, you guys will be here in Grand Rapids, Michigan in, in about a week. Uh, something that I've kind of always yes. found interesting is that you guys you know, take pride in your meet and greet package that you offer. And it... It separate what's interesting to me is that you guys separate yourselves from a lot of the other bands who do it by actually performing a mini concert. Where did the idea to kind of take the meet and greet I package more than just like hey you're actually meeting us we'll sign your stuff we'll talk to you and then that's it. Like what what made you want to do well, such an a big event basically?
2: Well, you know, we wanted to separate our VIP experience apart from all the rest, you know. Like you said, most bands will just have you roll through, uh, roll, roll through the, take a photo with the band, shake their hands, and that's it. Or people do performances. You know, we started off doing dinner with the fans. That was okay, but, you know, we, you know, we uh, decided that, hey, let's do it. Let's have a sound check experience and, you know, play a few of our songs and have fun for the crowd and play a couple of covers for them, something they don't get to see in the regular show, and make it special. Then then once we that, we're going to stage. we're going to take photos with you we're going to shake hands we're going to meet you
1: do you think the going above and beyond thing with your fans not just in the meet and greet but kind of just those experiences as a whole has has led to you guys having such a long career
2: um i think so i think the think vip thing that we're doing that we ha- and we've been doing this for the say years has definitely become more popular because of the way we do it check and the, adding a couple of covers in there. And I think word of mouth is spread. And these days the, the VIPs are selling out at our shows. So, so, so people who want to get a VIP experience with Fozzie, go ahead and order it up now as we're coming to your
1: town. So we are doing a contest to do a giveaway uh for a pair of tickets to the show uh for a, the website that this this podcast is hosted on Mosh Pit nation. And so I was okay. going to throw in a question so that way people had to listen to it and and do that to answer the question but uh what is your favorite song to play in the set and why?
2: Okay, my favorite song to play really is that um I'm going to go ahead and say Drinking with Jesus um I love the uh love the total song, love the chorus, just love the groove and the energy of it. And me and Rich get to play uh, some cool guitar solos and dude it's just an awesome fun song to play a lot. Oh, you there, bud? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I the a minute now. hit me with that question again.
1: Yeah, uh I was saying that the tour basically is only like a two, two and a half week long tour. Uh what is up in store for Fozzy or yourself uh, after that tour wraps up? Uh, once this run is done, we just completed three weeks, and we we're home for ten days.
2: Then, w- when we come your way, we're out for another two and a half weeks. Then, after we're home another, uh, I think eight days. Then we have uh, five festival dates in a row. Uh, that's in, in at the end of um, at the end of April. After April, we have some day festival dates, weekend one offs. Then, um, currently. In the the work for another U.S. run in June, I can't say nothing about it just yet because it's not confirmed, and then with the Killer Band as well. Um, but definitely, and definitely, all the books are at the end of July. We go back over to Europe to play a bunch of festivals, including Machen Festival in Germany, where there's a quarter million people, and and a bunch of Europe festivals, Bloodstock in England, and doing main support for Mr. Big as well. Oh, awesome. Once we come back from the tour. Yeah, we'll get back to that tour. We do another US run. So we're we're then we go to Australia. So we're gonna be busy until basically Christmas.
1: That's awesome. Uh, last two questions kind of wrapping up. Um, Chasing the Grail is actually coming up on ten years old here pretty soon. Uh, I think in about a year and a half ish. Yep. With a lot of bands doing the ten year anniversary tour cycle, would you guys maybe do that with that album or entertain the idea of just doing a fifteen year anniversary of whatever in general? I don't know
2: if we could do it with that record particularly, um, but I know when we do the uh, the cruise gigs, we're gonna have some special sets to where we, we we may do an an album in its entirety and 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 stuff like that. But we're not gonna do the uh, the anniversary of the Grail right now. We're we're riding too much on the success of uh, of Judas, and we're having too much fun playing all these new songs live.
1: For sure. It's just one of those things, like, like you know, you are a band that actually has <laughs> albums that are old enough to actually start doing anniversary things or do something special with them, yeah. so I just wasn't sure if, uh, if that was something maybe you would plan for the longtime fans or not.
2: Yeah, not with that record, but you never know what the future holds on that, so that's hard to say.
1: And then uh, last question, I always like to end these out with a song, so what would you like me to play the episode out to?
2: From from from, from Fozzy, you saying?
1: Uh it could be anything really. Could be something that you're just jamming on and really digging, or it could be a Fozzie song or both. Uh you know what? I'll tell you what. Unchained by Van
2: Halen. That's it that's it that's that song rules. One of my favorites ever.
1: What was that again? I'm sorry, you cut out.
2: Okay, sorry. Yeah, I was saying um Unchained by Van Halen. That's one of my favorite songs ever. The guitar riffs rule, the vocals rule. You know, you can't go wrong with that.
1: Do you guys do that in your uh, VIP meet and greet? No, we do uh you got me. We do um,
2: we do free will burning by Judas Priest, Breaking the Law, Judas Priest, TNT. We do a few classics, but not unchanged yet.
1: <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go ahead and let you get back to your day. Enjoy the last uh, little bit of your couple of days off before the tour starts, and we'll see you around here in a, in a little about a, about a week.
2: Yeah, dude, hit me up, and uh, we'll see you at the show in Grand Rapids. And thanks for having me on the show, buddy.
1: Not a problem. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, man. Have fun, dude. So that was my chat with Billy Gray of Fozzie. Fozzie are currently on the road on the second leg of the Judas Rising Tour, uh, which will be coming here to Grand Rapids, Michigan, again Thursday, March 29th. We are giving away two pairs of tickets over at the Mosh Pit Nation Facebook page, which is Mosh Pit Nation West, capital M-I, on Facebook, if you would like to find us and try to win the two pair of tickets we are giving away to the Fozzie Show. Going to keep this kind of short, just because this is a a very short episode, Uh, but want to give thanks again to Billy for taking the time to talk to me for a little bit about the band, about the record, uh, and what we can look forward to in the new year. If you would like to keep up with Billy and Fozzy, you can do such on Fozzy Rock across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you would like to follow Billy on social media, you can follow him at Instagram at RPG. that's G-R-E-Y, and you can tweet at him at Billy underscore Gray. Uh, If you would like to Follow Moshpit Nation, you can at moshpitnation.com. Moshpit Nation on Facebook is MoshpitNationWestMI. Twitter and Instagram are simply Mosh Pit Nation. And if you would like to keep up with what I'm doing, you can do such on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at John's Untitled Podcast. Tweet at me at John's Entitled Pod, and email me at John's Pod at gmail.com. As I kinda had mentioned, some other places, there is a website that I am currently having built that will be. Where you can find a lot of this stuff as well as additional content that I am not able to put out currently and having to turn down. Uh, really looking forward to adding this to the growing podcast. Uh, business of of sorts. Uh, but with all of that, I'm actually going to end the episode as we always do with not one song, but two songs. Uh, I am going to end it with Unchained by Van Halen, which was Billy's pick. But for those who may not have heard uh, Judas at this point, which had almost 16 million views, I don't know how potentially you haven't heard it, but going to end the episode out officially with Judas by Fozzie. Without further ado, this is Unchained by Van Halen and Judas by Fozzie. Good luck to you, Winning those tickets. Talk to you next week.
0: On the inside You are Innocence personified And I will Drag you down And sell you out Run Away I am Cold like December snow I have carved out this Soul made of stone And I will drag